The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. I'd like to offer a couple of um, tips from my own practice around a couple of pieces. And this is, you know, I'll do this kind of from time to time throughout the weekend. In this morning's discussion and talking about checking the relationship to experience, checking the attitude to experience, I said it could be helpful to do that from time to time. Um, It's often not so helpful to do that with every kind of check-in of am I aware, what am I aware of, because we can end up with a kind of a it can get too busy. It can kind of end up almost with like an infinite regress. It's like, well, am I aware? What am I aware of? And how about my relationship to that? And how about my relationship to that? And how about that? And, and so um, I came up with myself a few, a kind, of a, kind of a few pointers or tips for myself about what are good times to check the attitude. Um, I would say in general, it's probably over the course of a sitting of about 40 minutes, it might be a good idea to check, you know, I don't know, five, six times during the course of that time. So every few minutes, it can be useful to check in. But on top of that, um, if it feels like there's a struggle in your meditation, if it feels hard in some way, it's really useful to check the attitude, check the relationship, because if it feels like the, the meditation is hard, there's something going on in the mind that may not be seen, that may not be so clear to us. And so, okay, there's struggle happening. What's the relationship to to what's happening? So that's one good time to check in around the relationship to experience. Another useful time to check in is um, when 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 your mind returns from a wander, when, when it's gone off into thought, when you've lost awareness. In the return itself, sometimes we can have a kind of an attitude or relationship, a habitual relationship to the fact that the mind has been wandering. So that's one thing to, to check into. Um, is, are you feeling frustrated or annoyed or uh, like you're failing in some way? That's an attitude that's in relationship to what has just happened. So that's, that's one thing that can happen upon return is to kind of check in, you know, okay, so what's my relationship to the fact that the mind has been wandering to just that fact? And then another piece that's often useful or interesting to check into after the mind has been wandering off into thoughts and we've not been aware of it, aware of that, um, sometimes the mind will wander into some kind of story or reaction. And if we just come back and try to like say, oh, well, that's a wander, just come back to what's here, what's here. And we don't actually acknowledge or recognize the state of the mind that has been kind of wandered into. So we often don't simply just wander into some kind of thought. We, we often wander into a whole landscape of experience. We wander into a landscape of emotion or reactivity or 
um, other things that are happening. And so when we return from our minds having been lost in thought, it's really useful to notice, well, what's the, re- what's the, what's the landscape here? What is happening in the mind. So, so that it's not simply like trying to draw a line and say, well, that was what was happening and now I'm here with this experience. What has happened has informed this experience. And, it, and if we use that check-in of what's my relationship to what's happening or what's the attitude about what's happening, often we can catch or touch into something that um, was shaped or formed while the mind was off in thought. So that's another good time to check in um, to the attitude is after the mind has returned from wandering. And I will also say at this point that um, sometimes after the mind has returned from wandering, um, the mind is actually, you know, actually the mind has wandered into relaxation or calm Sometimes that happens. It doesn't always wander into difficulty and reactivity. Sometimes our mind actually wanders into a a, a more of a settledness. And so in the moment of mindfulness returning, if we are curious about, well, what's here now? Sometimes we we can actually recognize that there's more settledness now. And that there's actually an okayness in the mind, a kind of a calmness in the mind. This, for me, this kind of recognition um, of realizing that not always when the mind wanders does it wander into difficulty and struggle and reactivity, but sometimes it actually wanders into calm or peace or ease was a real benefit for me in terms of being curious when my mind returned. Well, what's here now? So how is the mind now having been wandering? So in that, sometimes using the attitude, how is the mind in relationship to what's here now? Sometimes it can be calm or ease or peace. Again, in that terrain of of wise attitude. So checking in to the attitude a few times, every few minutes during a sitting, um, noticing when there's struggle, checking into the relationship when there's struggle. After the mind has wandered into thought, gotten lost in thought, that's a good time to check the attitude. Another useful time to check the attitude is if it feels like it's going really well. So sometimes this can happen you know, that, that, that the, what can happen there in noticing the attitude when it feels like you're, it's going really well, there can be a little bit of a puffing up or a little bit of a greed, a little bit of a leaning in, a little bit of a kind of a holding on to, oh, this feels good, I like this. So sometimes that's what's happening when it feels like it's going well. There's a little bit of a self-congratulations going on or a little bit of a, Um, you know, a greed, a desire, a leaning into going on. And sometimes when it's going really well, it's a pointer to that, um, that mind that's okay. That mind that is just not reactive. So what's the flavor of that when it feels like it's going well? You might discover a little bit of, oh yeah, I'm good, or things are good, or something. So you might discover that, but you also might find when things are going well that it's just, hmm, things are okay. 
So what is that like? I've pointed to that a couple times today, like landing in that space when things are basically not, it's not a problem. There's a lot of flavors that can be there. It might be a flavor of some form of of, um, love or friendliness or um, that flavor, kind of a sense of uh, allowing and connection. Sometimes it can have that flavor. Sometimes it might feel more just like ease or peace. Sometimes it might have a flavor of delight and joy. And sometimes it might be more just balance of mind. It might just be as simple as, this is okay, it's not a problem. And so when we uh, feel like it's, if it feels like things are going well, just give yourself an opportunity to check in and see what is that mind like Maybe the mind of things being okay. You know, we don't actually often recognize what it's like when, it's, when things are no problem. We are way more likely to notice when things feel like there's a problem. And so when there is, when it is this sense of, oh, not, not a problem, it's really useful to check into that experience. It's a, it's kind, it can be a kind of subtle experience that might be unfam- unfamiliar to us. And yet it's, a, it's, it's that, that feeling of no problem, of balance of mind, is a pointer to this uh, mind of non-conflict, this mind that is able to simply allow what's happening to be here without, um, you know, without resisting it. You know, what, what is arising is arising. And often we, we resist what has arisen. But there are times when we're not resisting it and feeling into that when, when we feel that. Uh, that is a helpful kind of landing in this place of that balanced mind. Now I will say, um, and I'm just going to mention this briefly, but... Um, that mind that is okay with what's happening, that mind that is not resistant to what's happening, um, is not a mind of non-responsiveness. It's a mind of non-reactivity. And reactivity tends to tell us You know, reactivity contains this story or this, you know, idea or this belief, basically a delusion that if you're not following my advice, you're not going to do anything. And so the, you know, reactivity has us believe that the only way we would do anything is if we're acting out of greed or aversion or confusion. And yet this mind of non-reactivity is not a mind of non-action, it's a mind that responds with wholesomeness, with, um, with wisdom, with love, with compassion, with wholesome qualities of mind connected to action. So I just wanted to say that because often in, in exploring this mind that, you know, finding the, the way to this mind of wise attitude, of non-reactivity, of no problem, we might think that that would lead us to just be, you know, sitting here and not doing anything. But what I find actually is it's not that. 
It opens us to action that comes from a completely different place. Not from a reactive place, but from a, a very beautiful place in the mind. One that wants to alleviate suffering in the, in the world out of compassion, not out of anger and hatred. So that's one piece is, um, you know, exploring a little bit about exploring the attitude and checking in um, around the attitude. And the other thing that I'll mention, um, I I kind of touched on it this morning in response to a question around uh, agitation and the diffuseness of experience sometimes. You know, that, that sometimes experience is not quite so precise and like you can land exactly on what is this experience of agitation At this time of day, there will often, for many of you, as we move into the guided meditation, be the diffuse experience of sleepiness. And so I want to talk about this for just a a couple minutes to talk about what it might mean. We often have a relationship with sleepiness that um, we think it's not possible to be mindful of it. That we've got this idea that if we're sleepy, it means we're not mindful. That there's no way to be mindful of sleepiness because we've got some idea about what it means to be mindful. So um, it is possible to be aware while you're sleepy. What often goes on there is that uh, we have some idea of what should be happening, of what, you know, what the mind should be paying attention to. And it's not sleepiness. We don't, you know, we, we don't think that we, we have some idea that the mind should be able to pay attention in a precise way to specific things. We maybe had an experience at one point of when the mind was particularly alert of what it felt like to be following the attention in that way of like, oh, there's a sound and there's a body sensation and there's a sight and then there's a, a thought and, and just able to flow with that. Well, when the mind is sleepy, it often isn't so able to flow with that. But it is able to know this is the experience of sleepiness. So, so that experience, again, it's a diffuse experience. It's not a precise experience. And this is often where we, we, get, we get kind of confused about, so it feels like I can't be mindful because it's really hard to know exactly what's happening. It feels like I'm in cotton balls, you know? It feels like I'm just in a fog. And, and there's not much precise that I know that's happening. I can't tell where the attention is landing. But we can know this kind of state of maybe fuzziness or cloudiness or or just this quality of the mind that feels very kind of relaxed, kind of dropped. So the the exploration of uh, sleepiness as a diffuse state is actually a doorway to understanding diffuse states um, this I found for myself. There was a stretch of time where the mind was really, really um, low energy for a, a long time in my practice. Pretty much every retreat, that's what I was working with, was this low energy. And I told, my, told myself a story a lot. You know, I'm not going to be able to practice again until this, this mind state changes. And and at some point, you know, actually I remember really clearly one time I was doing walking meditation and I, I was talking to myself, it's like, I'm so tired, there's no way, no way I'm going to be able to be mindful right now. And uh, and then I noticed that the eye was seeing, the ear was hearing, I wasn't doing it, 
It was happening. And I could tell that, that this mind, this, this mind of sleepiness had kind of had me believe that I wasn't able to be aware. And when I kind of recognized, well, actually the mind is aware and it can know this low energy state. And it also is actually already knowing a lot of things. It, it's, it's aware. And so this, again, you know, the pointing to, am I aware? This is a real helpful tool when we are sleepy. There will be times when sleepiness arises and you just go out. You just drop into that sleepiness. But there's actually times when we can know uh, this is the experience of sleepiness. This is a human experience. It can be known we can be aware of it as a human experience. I said earlier, I think, that um, there's a lot of these diffuse kinds of states in our experience, and often we are not familiar with them. You know, we're not, fam- and we're definitely, we're often not familiar with being mindful of them, but often they're just very unfamiliar in general. We don't kind of appreciate or, or recognize these states of mind. Sleepiness is a common one that we all know, that we can all speak to, and we can learn what it means to be mindful of it. And that, I found, has been a real um, benefit in terms of learning how to be with these more diffuse states. That, that, that they, they don't have to be... Um, something that we uh, feel is a problem or feel like we can't meet with mindfulness. So sleepiness is a, is a good one in terms of exploring that, uh, that edge of being aware of something that's not so precise. You know, you can't usually point to sleepiness and say, there's the sleepiness. It's a much more vague kind of experience. You know, so again, the sense of... of, of uh, having a bigger lens that we're taking in experience with, not trying to land on something precisely, but it's like, what is this experience of sleepiness? Sometimes we find if we, if we can get curious about that, and the sleepiness may not go away, but we, can, we find we can be with it. And we can hang out with it for a while. And I've heard over and over again people describing when they have been not reacting, not pushing away sleepiness, but just curious about it, aware of it as best they can, that at some point the sleepiness ends. And then because the mind, the mind has been engaged, it's still engaged and there can be a shift to a, a lot of clarity in the mindfulness. So a a lot of the issue with sleepiness in terms of um, our relationship to it, and this is another useful thing to check in around sleepiness, is what's your relationship to it? Does it feel like it's a problem? Are you resisting it? There's a great clue if your uh, sleepiness feels unpleasant, you are probably resisting it. Because sleepiness in and of itself is a pretty pleasant experience. I mean, it's designed to be pleasant. It's designed to draw us in so that we can go to sleep. 
So it's, it's got this quality. It's designed to be pleasant. But we think, oh, I shouldn't be sleepy here. So we resist it. And that resistance to the sleepiness makes it feel really unpleasant. And so if you can explore the edge of that, not resisting the sleepiness, you might find that the pleasantness of the experience, that the, the overall pleasantness of the experience can be a way into touching into that diffuseness. And if we can be present with that pleasantness, really present with that pleasantness, sometimes that's enough to keep us awake too. So that's another, another exploration. In this exploration around diffuse states, around you know, diffuse states often are unfamiliar to us. So we're not quite sure how to meet them. You know, we don't quite know how to land with them. And so when exploring these more diffuse states, something like sleepiness, I find it helpful to give myself a lot of leeway about whether I lose mindfulness in this experience. Do the best you can with trying to be mindful of it. And there'll be a point where the mind, mindfulness feels like it's beginning to slip out or something. It's okay. You know, it's like sometimes that kind of feeling of the mindfulness slipping, sometimes we can follow that. We can kind of, you know, just like, oh, it feels like going down a slide. It's like, oh, can I go down the slide with it? Can I go down the slide with it? Sometimes we'll <laughs> fall asleep. But sometimes we find that the mind, sometimes it can just feel like there's a drop and a spread. Like, oh, wow, and it's really pleasant. Aware, and it's pleasant. So be willing to let the mind, um, the mindfulness be a little bit, um, you know, don't try to hold on to the sleepiness or try to hold on to the mindfulness, let's say. Don't try to hold on to the mindfulness in order to be aware of the sleepiness. It's much more fluid and flexible about, oh, can I be aware of this? Oh, yeah, male, sort of, kind of, then, okay. And, and if, you fi- if you find yourself sleepy, it can be really helpful to let yourself sit in a posture that when you fall asleep, you'll drop. You know, if you're sitting back in a chair like this, you can kind of do this without dropping. And you might just fall asleep and not, and not really be aware of that. But if you're sitting upright, the body will drop and then you'll know that you've fallen asleep. That will wake you up. And then you can sit up and just do it again. This also can be really helpful um, to check out. You know, if you're sitting upright... And it feels like the mind is like, you know, asleep or some people have said, I'm sleeping because I'm dreaming, but they're not falling over. That's a different thing. That's not sleepiness. That's a state of, of basically the mind kind of beginning to settle without quite enough energy to stay connected to the experience produces these dreamlike states. And so if you're in a dreamlike state and you're not falling over, that, that, that's a good time to just, um, you know, sometimes it can just be, be curious about that state of mind itself. What does that feel like, that mind that's got that drifty, dreamy quality? It's like, it feels pleasant again, often can feel pleasant. So just being aware of that. Um, if you actually are falling asleep, your body will not be able to hold itself upright. And so this experience of this dreaminess 
when you're not falling. That's a different state of mind. And it's also a diffuse state of mind that we can be aware of. There's pretty much not, nothing that we cannot be aware of except the state of non-mindfulness. And even that, as we return, we get a little bit of a sense of the difference between being mindful and not mindful. But any state of mind, whether it's sleepiness, restlessness, dullness, confusion, chaos, happiness, ease, peace, we can be aware of all of these states of mind. So if you have the idea in the mind, I can't be mindful while X is happening, See if you cannot believe that thought. And instead, change the kind of investigation to something like, how can I be possible while X is happening? Or what, what, what might support being mindful while X is happening? Because it is possible. It is possible to be mindful with any state of mind. So let's go ahead and sit together. This will be a much, little bit shorter sitting, about half an hour.